The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, in the shadow of a sizzler, this is the Knapsack Files. I'm Ken Knapsack for, oh, a very special edition. This is going to be a very L.A. interview in the sense that, well, I'm catching up with this gentleman on a podcast, but that's what we do here in Los Angeles. Uh, before I do that, though, I do always like to tell you guys that today's episode of the Knapsack Files is brought to you in part by Skillshare. What's Skillshare? It's an online learning community, thousands of classes in design, business, technology, and more. I use Skillshare. I really, really do. And because of that, Skillshare has given you a two-month month, two month free trial. Just sign up by using the promo code the Knapsack Files 2 mo The Knapsack Files 2 mo when you check out at Skillshare.com. Try it. Your brain will thank your business out of the way. Let's introduce... My guest, if you've watched TV, you've probably seen this man perform in many a commercial. We're going to talk about that, but so much more. He is Iowa's own Andrew Hotchie. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. Not yeah. bad. This, yeah. is, uh, this, is, this is fun for me. Yeah. Uh, because I have known you since the, oh, the early aughts. Yes. The early 2000s when we did some of them groundlings, make them ups and skits together. That's right. And, and, I, uh, and I know how long because it happened when I conceived my daughter. <laughs> or just before. Just before. Like, yeah. And not, you, not in the class. Yeah, no. Not, it, it wasn't part of a sketch. It was like a Monty, Monty Python life yeah. of, uh, or a meaning of life uh, right. sex ed class scene. No. Uh, but it was a sketch. You announced it via sketch. I did. I did. With, with our friend Amy. And uh, uh, it didn't go over well. Uh, <laughs> people thought it was going to be. Expected funny, and it wasn't. Well, I mean, because it was just a ridiculous way of announcing the class that I was going to have a baby. Telling the friend. So that was, uh, that was, wow, 17 years ago. So you had 16. Well, my daughter, Charlotte's uh, 15. Okay. So that'd be Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just, just over 15. 2002. Wow. Wow. That's how long we go back. You, sir, uh, are uh, a very successful actor. You uh, are known. This is an audio-only show, but you are uh, you are a commercial regular. I I've mean, done a few. You've done a ton of other stuff, but that's definitely where you know some of your bread's been buttered. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Cannot cannot deny that. That <laughs> is for sure. And uh, you're a father. You're a husband. You're mm-hmm. so much more. Um, when did you come to LA? I moved here uh, April 95. Oh, man. So yeah. I just crossed my 20-year. You've been here a little longer. A little <laughs> yeah, longer. 23. A little longer. From Iowa. From, uh, actually, I lived in Phoenix before that for about three years. Oh. Uh, doing some theater, doing some improv, and then, you know, Love me some heard the calling and uh, moved here in uh, 95. So, but but born, in, born and raised in Iowa. Yes. What's that yeah. like? My dad was raised in Iowa, Fort Dodge, but... right. Uh, I was born in and grew up in Iowa City, Iowa, which is uh, the University of Iowa. That's its home base. So it's a college town. So it's not like any other part of Iowa, except for maybe Ames, Iowa, which is the University of Iowa State, which we just beat in uh, football, which that makes me very happy. You're uh, very proud. Yeah. So it's a a little bit of culture in a cornfield, as they call it (laughs) there. Yeah, my dad was just in a cornfield. Born, yeah. born in, in Austria, a Russian descent, raised in a cornfield, yeah. Uh, so, so does that make sense that you would find the performing, performing bug early? 
I did in high school, and okay. then, but I initially thought it would be a really dumb pursuit <laughs> to be an actor, which it is. It is. Um, and because somebody had, you know, I was at a thespian conference once, and somebody said, did you know that 90% of all actors are out of work 100% of the time? I was like, no, that's, that sounds terrible. I'll never do that. I'll never do that. It's ridiculous. Just say no. The odds are against me. To drugs and acting. Yeah. But then eventually, moving to Phoenix, uh, went, you know what? I really enjoyed doing theater in high school. Did theater, met a Mm -hmm. commercial acting teacher who really didn't teach me a whole lot about (laughs) really what you need to do in commercials. But... You know, through her, I met a director who directed an improv troupe in right. Scottsdale's and joined that group and started doing, you know, a lot of improv comedy, performing on the weekends, doing right. more theater. Yeah. And that's how it really kind of blossomed. And, and then you were like, screw it. We're doing this. We're doing <laughs> Well, this. actually, some girl that I was da- oh. dating went, you're moving to L.A. <laughs> And made me admit that I was moving to LA at some point and just went, just you're right, it. I am. And I set a date two months later and moved. She, so you, so she forced you slash convinced you what was already in your soul or I, she uncovered part of your journal. I, th- <laughs> I think she realized that cause she would come to the improv shows yeah. and, and probably saw that, you know, Phoenix wasn't, my landing zone. Right, right. So she just kind of like, she just kind of nudged me out the door. Give you the... You know, and I went, made me admit it. Admit what I knew I had to do. And it was kind of, it was the right time for me to go. And so I did. You you say you had to do it. What is, that is, that is something that we all kind of feel. This like pull, despite warnings. Yeah. Despite that. Despite the, nah. the, the statistics. Yeah. Uh, I had, I had to give it a go and yeah. moved here and, didn't do jack squat for the first year. Hollywood. Just survive. Just working yeah. crap jobs, we'll taking see. bartending classes, being a, a, a security guard. That's right. Boom. We, we, share, we talked we share about that. that. Yeah. You used to guard a parking lot or something, right? I did a parking lot in Culver City. Oh, that's great. Uh, I think that was my first uh, gig as a security guard after their you know intensive uh, training two weeks if you're lucky. Yeah, a couple weekends. <laughs> yeah, learn yeah. how to be an Andy Griffith type <laughs> yeah. unarmed security guard Sitting in, the Culver, in City. Culver City across from Sony Studios. Oh yeah, right no. there. Did you take that job thinking someone from Sony's going to walk over, and discover uh, me? I was just assigned that place. Yeah, and got that post. Yeah, and did did you have any specific goals? Because when you hit that town, I mean, acting. Where do I go to be an actor? The old Heather Graham joke from Bowfinger. But well, I had you know, I did have the I had groundlings on my mind when I first moved here, yeah. and and took level one. And my level one teacher was really hard on me. I was doing you know, I had done like uh, game improv in right. Phoenix, um, and you know, I think I had a lot of bad habits, even though I, I was funny, you know, it still wasn't quite the groundling method. And, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, the teacher was a bit disgruntled, you know, he was not a kind teacher across the board, (laughs) but, uh, so I took a hiatus after that. You just like, did you get past or you just, I, I got the, uh, you know what? I'm on the fence. You can move forward, but I think you should repeat. And, Uh uh, you know, which was a huge, you know, 
knife to my ego. Yeah. You know, thinking that I, I was, you know, hot shit. And, uh, yeah. And so I, 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 I'll admit it. My ego was a little bruised and I was like, man, if this, if this is what I have to expect out of teachers, I, I was like, I should step back and really make sure that I'm ready Mm -hmm. before I continue. Took another improv class, um, at a, at a, place that a class that was on cbs radford oh on the lot on the lot so that was like ooh, it's on the lot Ooh, i could yeah get past the studio yeah. guards yeah that was it no no it was a it was a terrible <laughs> improv class how do they offer that i think the the guy who taught it had connections somehow oh he's, he was he was definitely well connected i just i want to teach improv yeah i think he did a radio show or something like that Interesting. but like he taught this improv class that you know it wasn't he was not very good at it. it. Yeah. There is such thing as really, really bad improv. Right. Yeah. So you learn though uh, something I learned too in the early on in the groundlings. We're both funny. We come from smaller areas, so you're naturally yeah. the bigger fish in small pond. And then suddenly you get in front of uh, a professional, disgruntled or not, and they're going to tell you, "Ah, uh, you're funny, but you're not. You're not doing it right. You're not yeah. good. You got to learn. You right. got to hone the craft." And yeah. it's. It sucks. I drove home in tears one day, yeah. like like early on. And it was Karen, our beloved Karen. Yes, our beloved Karen. Who's a controversial Groundlings director to some, but we loved her <laughs> to death. We'd have her later on advance. But yeah, I remember I got great laughs in a scene one day, and, and everyone clapped, and then she just, she wasn't clapping. She was substitute teaching for Tim Bagley that one day, and she's just mm. like, eh, nope. Uh. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm hilarious. Sure, you are. That's not yeah. the point of this. Yes. So you learned that lesson then too. You didn't play with a wear. You didn't. Uh, <laughs> you didn't come with any high stakes. Raise those stakes. Yeah. Add information. Add yeah. information. Yeah. It is kind of, but that's kind of the the dividing line. If you're going to do, yeah. be serious about this stuff. Sure. Well, you know what? It was funny you bring that mm-hmm. up, and I it, I was just talking to a friend of mine who went to Stanford. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was valedictorian at his high school, goes to Stanford, and then he goes, oh, my God, I'm in the lower 20% at Stanford. Yeah. Everybody is super smart. I had the super tassels when I walked to stage in high school. Yeah. 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 You got to learn. You got to yeah. learn. You got to hit the big city. Uh, when did you uh, – well, I, we're definitely going to dive in a little bit of uh, our Groundlings history. I reference it so much here in the Napsack Files sure. that people know, but you were there. You were there yeah, with me there yeah. at the final levels. That, uh, but uh, at what point I do um, – I, uh, I, I don't ever want to label you as a commercial actor. That's part of your thing. You're an actor. Thank you. you you've, Thank you so much. You're a thespian by trade, sir. But you've, you, you've done stand-up comedy, all that stuff. A little bit. Well, but mostly when I, improv. When I met you, though, you were doing you were doing some funny stand up stuff. Yeah, you're doing. Like, that, I didn't do it for very long. No, you didn't. And then uh, with the kid, it just you know the whole grind of going out all the time. Yeah, and having a baby was a little too much. A little too much. Well, yeah. as it should be. I think it should be at uh, yeah. that point. And I had to I had to pick the easier route of just showing up and doing improv. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's unplanned. It's better. It's like yeah. me, me and the podcast. Yeah. People are like, what do we do? You heard. You asked. What do we do? I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. Uh, however, you, commercials, definitely, like I said, no joke, uh, you, you're so good at it. You have a very recognizable face, and then you grow your beard to sometimes not be as recognizable, which is, I, I love those faces. I'll be flipping the channels. I'm like, mm-hmm. Hotry's got his beard on. Yeah. He's doing that. You're here with a beard now. It usually means there's a, a slow period. <laughs> For to give me the time to grow it, yeah. So uh, I'll tell you how slow it is right now. Yeah, I've grown a beard twice this Ooh. year, twice, twice in one twice. year. And it, let me tell you, it takes about five to six months to grow the beard because <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I am not a 
I, I'm not thick. Yeah. <laughs> it is a very thin, patchy. Patchy. Yeah, uh, you know, you're, you're, it's a near beard. A near beard. A weird beard. You know? Yes. It's been called many things. <laughs> when was the first big uh, campaign or spot you had? What was the first one? The first one was in 97. Yeah. I did a uh, stamp commercials. I did like four for the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah. Um when they had these special edition stamps. And so I did one for Bugs Bunny stamp, uh, Humphrey Bogart. Um, Back when they were filming commercials with Panavision cameras. Oh, yeah. And we were rolling out, you know, film. Yeah. Like it was... Print those dailies. Yeah. Cut them later. It was so... So I did a couple of those spots, and we did four of them total. Mm -hmm. And then... uh, uh, And I, you know... Initially in that campaign, they were trying to get uh, Christopher Lloyd, but Christopher Lloyd wanted to do, I guess, some big kind of uh, Uncle Sam type character. And they uh, were like, ah, uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. And then uh, they opened it up to casting. And I remember going to the callback yeah. and I was they had like three callbacks for that job. And then I went to the third one and I get there and no one's in the waiting room and I can hear all this laughter inside. And then uh, out comes French Stewart. Good old French Stewart. Yeah. Was, was he French Stewart at this point? He was yeah. French Stewart, you yeah. know, uh, doing... a uh, sitcom star. Doing, yeah, Third Rock from the yeah. Sun was, was, uh, right. yeah, was yeah. a big show then. Yeah. And I was like, oh, crap. There's no way. There's no way. And then I punched myself in the face, you know, figuratively. Yeah. Uh, and said, nope, get in there and, yeah. you know, just do your thing. And do your thing. And, and you did your thing. And I did my thing. And they probably went, hey... He's a lot cheaper. Yeah. And we like him. Let's hire him. But that's how it works. And how, yeah. how it's begin. Because there was another one. I remember that. But I remember when we when I finally, I, I didn't meet you till was it 2002? Yeah, yeah 2002, the, the right. final advanced class. And, uh, um, wow. Yeah, it's been, trust me. Yeah. And I remember just like, oh, that guy. Yeah, I, I, and I, I was trying to remember the big wow. spot. It was before I moved to L.A. And we had talked about it one time. It wasn't necessarily the There was something else around that time. So I moved here in 99. Um, mm. there's something I remember. You're like, oh yeah, I did that one thing, and I was like, and I was blown away. It was like, it, it was like, it was. I, I knew Andrew Hotry, and next, I'm pretty sure I'm going to know Steve Martin. Like, it was just like, <laughs> I can't believe that guy. I know that guy. And uh, I can't, I'm trying to remember which one it was. You've been uh, in so many though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I can't. I, I can't. The standpoint always comes out because that was the first kind of campaign, right. and then. Uh, I mean, 2002, we had the strike for a little bit. Yeah. In 2000, gosh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe Bud Light? That might have been. With the French Maid? Maybe? I don't know. Yes. Yes, that's the one. That it? Yeah. That's the one. You were dressed in a French Maid's costume. Yeah. That that That's the one. <laughs> I the, was nearly voted sexiest man alive that year. Nearly, nearly. Mark just Harmon missed out. And you, yep. Um, yeah, that's the one. That's what I remember. Like, oh yeah, you're the guy. You show up. You show up at the door, or no, you're the answer to the door. Yeah, the, the girlfriend calls up and goes, uh, "Hey, uh, we're gonna. Why don't we play? Um, f- like, who? Someone tonight is gonna be wearing a French maid outfit, yeah. and carrying a six pack of Bud Light. Oh, me likey. Yeah, that. it was me likey something. I yes. And then I show up at the door, and she's in a French maid of habit, so am I. And then she slams the door on me. Uh, oh, mm. commercial love. Yeah. How do you deal with that grind? How do you deal with going into an audition? French Stewart's there. Christopher Lloyd's like, eh. And it's you. 
And you say you punch yourself in the face, but that's something you've had to deal with time and time again. You can never rest on your laurels. No, but I mean, after a while, it just like I got to the point where no one commercial audition, Mm -hmm. you know, freaked me out. Like it was never a a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, there was ones that I wanted that I didn't get, but I always felt there'll be another opportunity, another job down the line. So Mm -hmm. like I was lucky enough to get to the point where I didn't have to, I never felt overwhelmed by one commercial right. audition. On the other hand, th- you know, theatrical auditions for television <laughs> yeah. or film, I, you know, I freak out and, you know, can't control my emotions and uh, <laughs> panic and it's always, it's almost always a disaster. What's the dividing line? Just uh, in your head? It's because I want it. Because you want it. It's because I want it. I, I want every theatrical job. Sure. Because I do, you know, they've, they've always been Gosh, 20 to 1 yeah, yeah. or more, you know, yeah. 20, 30 commercial auditions to one theatrical. Right. And so I've always, and that's the path. That's where I want to go. That's where you want it. That's yeah. where I want. I mean, I've had, you know, oh, yeah, you, little bits here and there. Yeah. The new season of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'll, oh, yeah? I have a brief appearance nice. coming up. Nice. And I think the fourth episode. Uh, that's and that that's all I can gun. say. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. I, I signed one of those forms that, one says of those things. that I cannot say anything more. Yeah, it's like you're in a Star Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah. That I look. I totally get it. That's why I, 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 I you know, I want to address your success. But I know, I know, you could unfortunately be, you know, have there could be a stigma around that kind of stuff. Just like sure. in the old days of a television actor couldn't be considered a film actor, right? Until you know Alec Baldwin decided, oh, I'll come do TV. I guess I don't know. Yeah, you know. Uh, so I understand right. that it's it's an there is no more stigma there because all yeah. the celebrities are doing ads now. They right. used to, they used to only do them in Japan. Yes, you know, and or Brad Pitt selling whiskey in yeah. Tokyo. But not so much anymore. Now, he could sell them here now if he wanted. And that's got to, I'm sure, add to some of the anxiety going to some of these auditions, maybe. You're like, who's on the other side of the room now? That's more voiceover. Oh, yeah. That yeah. one. Yeah. You work your, your ass off, do a scratch track, and then suddenly yeah. they're like, we're bringing in so-and-so. Yeah. Which no one ever goes, oh, you know who that is doing the uh, Chrysler ads? <laughs> no, one, right. no one knows. No one, no one cares. Knows. No one knows. No one cares. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's my friend Roger. He's the voice of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog for for years, and you know oh, yeah. that movie's you know they've cast the voice. He he never had any. He's like, I know my well, the only thing I hope I can get is a scratch track. <laughs> you know, I know they're going to bring in some celebrity, which and they did, and they, they did. did, and that's just the nature of the of the game. True. Um, comedy though has always been one of your focal points because you, mm. you are damn funny. Uh, my mom, who's probably listening, still still to this day will say. How's that uh, Andrew with the Chinex sketch? <laughs> That's still still her favorite sketch of all time. Oh my god! You know, I <laughs> I made a, a a video like a little uh, clip of Chinex. Yeah. For um, I had one of those like um, oh, can you put together a sketch comedy audition? Um, for like, you know, an unnamed NBC, sure. you know, sketch show. <laughs> That's on and, that late night. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe, or maybe not be on Saturdays. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and so like I had to put something together. And so I did a kind of, a, uh, I did a Chinek thing. So it's out there on <sighs> YouTube. Um, but it's more of a, it's a, Chinek support group. Chinec- oh, so it's like you're continuing the story. Yes. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> calling, you know, I can't. It, 
so you the, just have to look it up. Yeah, and you know, the, this, this sketch is best I, as I can uh, describe without just remixing a sketch badly. Is is uh, you and Brian Keith Etheridge, the yes. very talented writer and producer, a, a fellow Chinekian, fellow Chinekian, which means Chinekians uh, described as you know a little bit. Uh, your jawline's not as how would you describe it? It lacks definition. Lacks definition. So it's more of a your chin and neck blend together <laughs> into one fluid form. <laughs> Which my mother feels as though she's in that category. Ah, so when you Brian did that sketch, and it's a father and son. It's a father son, and the son just is is asking a girl to the prom. She <laughs> turns him down because he's a chinek. He doesn't know what a chinek is, and calls his father in. And it's the day his father feared the most <laughs> was to explain. That weird Chinex. Chinex, son. <laughs> it's something you got to live with. And I didn't believe him. And then he said, here, try to put this pillowcase on. And I couldn't hold the pillow under my chin because of my lack of one. Lack of one. Yeah. And uh, yes, and that one spoke to my mother, spoke to a lot of people. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, comedy, sketch comedy, that's definitely yeah. where your heart's at, man, right? Yeah. Well, I expand, in, the, in the little video clip I, yeah. I, I, I made, I, I also couldn't put a, a bicycle helmet on because it doesn't have a chinek strap, chinek strap. Um, and couldn't play the violin. Oh, it, no. Because it can't hold you the can't. violin. I can't yeah. hold it. You're just going to fall. The violin's going to fall. So it's just a series of frustration. Yeah. We, uh, I'm trying to think, the, the, the sketch we got into the show... We get did we get one in the show. We got one in uh, uh, the 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 paper boy. Paper boy, yeah. And the I, uh, marriage therapist paper boy. Yeah, and unfortunately, my acting skills showed when I'm trying to portray a 12 year old paper boy. Um, <laughs> but that one was a lot of fun. We get to work with Kristen on that one. Yes. and uh, I, I still have all the, I have the CD CD ROMs somewhere probably or DVDs. I think. Well, I know you had mm. you have them digital. Do I? Oh yeah. yes, I do have some of them. Oh, you had something because you we had to. Yes, Kristen one time asked for a sketch that we had done, and you, I, you were like, "You had it so that we could put it up, so she could maybe use it for SNL when she was yeah in her later seasons there." And like, going, "What have I written before? Probably <laughs> needed something." And then it yes, that was actually the last time I spoke with her. She she called me from quote you know, and she was we're talking, and she's like, "Yeah, I got to go to work," and I was just like. I was at work at the mall. And I was like, yeah, your work's a little different than mine. Yeah, g- yeah. G- go to work. Yeah, you might be late for your shift down at 30 Rock. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a great sketch, too. You, 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 uh, that, that year was such a 2002 working with you guys, working the whole crew. We had a great class, man. That was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. That was, it was a blast. It was a good crew. It was. It's amazing. You know, Brian Keith, who's done amazing stuff. Yeah. Kristen, of course, Nicole Johnson. Yeah, Matt TV, yeah. Yeah. Role Models. She's the, the mother and role models of, yeah. of uh, Sean, Scott, uh, uh, Sean William Scott's uh, little. Uh, mm-hmm. Mikey Day. Mikey, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. talking with, about Mikey Day with Mark and Draco on a show recently here, a friend of his during that time period. Yeah. And just uh, being exposed to the controlled chaos that is Mikey Day <laughs> on, a, on a sketch stage. We were both repeated. On that, we yeah, were part right. of the last. We were the last advanced class to have repeats that, because that's the, so. because the bottleneck into going in advance was so mm. thick and long. You know, people were waiting a year or two to, to be yeah. able to do it. 
they were like, we can't do repeats in advance anymore. And so we were the last. So Mikey mm. was a repeat. Mm. I was a repeat. Brian Keith Etheridge was a repeat. Right. And Was Witchery a repeat? There was one other one. I think it was Amy, yeah. Yeah. She repeated. I think that yeah. seems seems right. And, and I remember yeah. Kristen and Nicole went on to, to Sunday at that time there. Yeah. It's such an intense... We, I talk, and my listeners know, you know, that's something... It's, it's very important in my life, very fun, yeah. well in my past, but it's such an... It's like high school. It's this intense, intense thing to be... We talk about being, you know, I used to write a funny little sketch back in yeah. high school or my early college days and everything. Then you come out here and it's like, oh, this is this is the big time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's it's like an intense like work study. Yeah, like you got to be ready to go and 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 perform and you know a lot a lot of times it's hmm. you know what I learned in that program is timing hmm. your timing of when you're going through like. Yeah. You know, how many spots are open in Sunday Company? Sometimes the vote depends on that, you right. know. And then while you're there, what's the situation, you know, with, you know, how you jive with the cast and mm. the director and uh, the size, you know. the si- When I was in Sunday Company, the size was huge. And yeah. so there was, you know, a massive cut after my first six months. And Oh, yeah, I, yeah. And there was a, a lot. And I probably would have benefited from... Uh, taking a six months off, you know, mm. especially with a, a young baby yeah, at home. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was the only dad, young at, dad at the time <laughs> doing it, doing yeah. it at the time. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And trying to juggle that, you know, yeah. taking care of my daughter when my wife has things to go and be, and sometimes like, mm-hmm. you know, I had to bring my daughter to just, the theater just, just just before transition time, you know, to like <laughs> hand her off, like it. And I bought a house. Yeah. Uh, during my second was, advanced class, I was buying a house. That's right. Had a daughter. Um, so I had to work on my house while I was taking the first six weeks of advance. It was crazy. It was crazy. It time. was insane. I think those are the same because I would come watch your advance. I think I watched one of your advance shows, right? Yeah. Did you have, you had the class with Peter Falk's wife, the late, great Peter Falk's wife? Was yes. It? Yes. 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 And I, that's where I had, I sat next to Columbo, White Hit Oysters. At that uh, bar, the, the yeah. Italian restaurant across the street. Yeah, yeah. I, I told him about my depression, and he just looked at me and goes, yeah, "You're gonna be all right, kid." It was. I know <laughs> you're gonna be fine. <laughs> no, look at me in my eye. I'll tell you, it's great. <laughs> he was great. Uh, intense time. You get through it, though. How is it? Uh, how is it now raising a family out here? But you get you get two kids now. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. I got. Uh, Daughter is 15, son is 12. Yeah. Um, so he just started middle school. She's started <laughs> sophomore year of high school. Um, it's, I'm looking, I haven't seen you in person in a couple of years. Yeah. And you, 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 you still look the same to me. How are you holding up? Uh, well, it's the little hair dye, you know, <laughs> helps. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's probably that's it. probably it. You know, I'm covering up a little bit of age. I'm not going to uh, lie. You know, yeah. I, I let the grace, I don't have yeah. enough hair left to, to dye, I don't yeah. think. Um, and how did the, how did that, how did a child early on when you're going through you, the Sunday company, second time uh, advanced class going to Sunday company, and yeah, now this is early on yeah. LA style early on. Cause I, I was yeah. 31 when I had my daughter. You're 31 then? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. You seem so old 30, and wise 30, to me back maybe, then. <laughs> no, I was 32, I guess. 32 oh. when she was born. Right. Um, 
But yes, that seems that's young. Young to us. Un, yes. I got in friends LA. at 50 having their first kid. So. I know. It's it's crazy. So. Did you feel any pro- was it like I gotta catch up to to back home? What what? Did you didn't no, have that pressure? Was, um just my wife and I were just kind of like we didn't want to we didn't want to be old parents. Right. You know? Um I think that was pretty much it. We wanted to we got married and about a just over a year later, mm-hmm. uh we had Charlotte. It right. wasn't that it wasn't that long. I think we just kind of like felt that it. that was right. Yeah. Um, and it is. And, it, and it, it's, you know, it's it's, right. it, it's had its challenges, but it, sure. it's been great. Yeah. And, you know, now she's she's amazing. Does she know? wear her? Does she follow in dad's footsteps? You know, y- y- your wife's also a great performer as well, yeah. too, we should point out, too. Um, does she follow in that, that footsteps? Uh, uh, she's she's uh, done a little acting. Do you acting. want her to? You're like, no, stop. Well, you know what? Stop. It's funny. She... <laughs> Ninety percent of actors are unemployed. One hundred percent. Well, at first, when she first started asking about doing acting and wanting to do it, you know, we were kind of like, ah, well, hold on. We kind of did this thing where we were like, well, let's see if she asks it again right. after the first time, and then she she kept on asking, and we finally went, all right. I think some of our hesitation was if we have to drive her around to all the auditions too. That's, <laughs> We're going to be doing a lot of driving. A lot of auditions in LA. for the family. Yeah. yeah. But we eventually said, okay. And so I think she was, um, I think she only had for maybe a year, maybe a little less. But she booked two jobs. Oh, wow. Um, and she was doing pretty good. And they yeah. really, they you know, I got her an agent with the agency I'm with. Right. They have a kids department. And then... You know, she was in the middle of middle school, and there would be a a school dance, or she wanted to go to the mall with her friends, and she would get the same day audition, and she'd be like, "I don't, don't want to go to the audition. I want to go to you know, yeah. I want to go to the school dance. I want to live. I yeah, I want to be a kid." And I was like, Ugh. "This is kind of <laughs> your agent spends a lot of time just trying to get you an audition. You know, if you agree to be oh, an actor, yeah. you have to agree to do it when it comes available, yeah. and you can't control that." Yeah, and so I had to say, you know, you you either have to do these auditions because that's the agreement you make. Yeah, and if you don't, then you don't. And if you don't want to be an actor, that's fine too. That's fine. You just have to pick one. Yeah, and stick with it. And she goes, "I want to not do it right now." So I that's a very we we yeah. said all right. Then we just called them up and said we're not gonna we're not gonna continue <laughs> we're not gonna continue for now. And they just said that you know we understand that happens a lot at this sure. age. And you know what she's welcome back if she wants to come back. So that that, that door's open. That's um, a tremendously mature decision. Yeah, and she so she didn't do any acting. Um, she went she started high school last year. She yeah. took the drama classes and elective. Yeah, and has loved it. But she didn't try out for any of the school plays. But this year, she's going to try out for Gear a school up. play. Um, she's really enjoying it. She's got a great teacher. She goes to Granada Hills High School. Oh, and yeah. They, uh, her teacher there is really awesome. He's actually He just took classes at the Groundlings. No. Yeah. <laughs> he was learning from Brian Palermo there. Yes. And he's like, ah, oh, it just changed my life. And so he's starting to take some of what he's learned, and he's Put doing it. it in their class now. And so they've just... And they're going to go do a field trip this month to the Groundlings to, the to watch Groundlings. a gas show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And okay. I have to... And I'm going to be a chaperone. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> That's, uh, how, do, how, does, how did, back then, mm-hmm. uh, a, a kid, uh, a marriage, a kid, how did it, how did it back-to-back, 
affect your pursuit of your career? Did it affect it? Did it change it? Your life's more complete. Yeah. But did you feel, I have to approach my career in a different way? Not really. Not really. I mean, I've, you know, it's, every time I've had a, it's been, a kids have provided for me in a, in yeah. a lot of ways. Sure. Um, and it, there was, the day my daughter was born, mm-hmm. uh, she was born at 7, 12 a.m. I had three callbacks <laughs> or three, no, f- I had a callback and four auditions that day. Wow. And we were literally like two hours after she was born we're two hours in the recovery room. And my wife's holding yeah. our newborn baby going, well, you got to go pay for this baby. So go. <laughs> and I think I had a yeah. 1030 a.m. audition. I had an hour of sleep. Right. And went and did a callback. Luckily, it was with a director I'd worked before, and he gave me a part in it. Yeah. That, you know, wasn't one of the leads, but he gave me a part in, you know, a, a national commercial just to say congratulations <laughs> on having a baby. Because I'm, I'm, I was in clown makeup. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a, it was like a, I can't, it was like a waiting room full of clowns. Oh, wow. I just, that's all I remember for Dunkin' Donuts. The I think. audition was, yeah, that's And weird. I was just, so he hired me as a clown. God bless him. <laughs> Um, and then I booked one other job out of those other auditions. That's that crazy. Day. So, I mean, I mean, it was like, I think my daughter brought me luck. And then yeah. as, when we were pregnant, uh, like nine months pregnant with my son, yeah. I, I got two big campaigns that like literally the, the weeks before he was born. I, and I was working one of the jobs going, my wife is due any minute, uh, just so y'all know. Just so y'all you know. know. We yeah. might have to like really hurry up and wrap some of these things <laughs> up bold if she up. goes into labor because her labor, her first one was only like five hours. Oh, that's, yeah. Six hours. From start to finish, six hours. And I knew if, you're, if something happened, it would not be long. A small window. Yeah. So, so having children didn't affect your career negatively, or not that it would, but like it, it literally was a, a good luck charm. It oh, yeah. Spurned you on. Oh. To other things. Hell yeah. yeah. It was amazing. And the the, the, perspe- the perspective definitely switches on life, uh, obviously mm-hmm. at that point too. But uh, uh, I'm just fascinated with that that part of it of of a lot of this pursuit in this town is is naturally selfish. Whether you want you know, whether you yourself self or me or selfish person, it, it's a pursuit mm-hmm. of your career, pursuit of your craft. And then other people start getting involved, and you have yeah. to worry about that. And it could change it. Yeah, I, I I'm lucky. I have you know, the wife that I have and she's yeah. always been super supportive and we've always been able to work it out. So I've never had to miss opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, um, she's, she's sacrificed a lot, mm-hmm. you know, with her career, mm-hmm. raising the kids, you know, that hadn't been a focus for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, she's just now getting to be able to refocus mm-hmm. on, on that. Um, but, uh, so I've had a I've had a good a good run and you know hope to mm. keep it going. Yeah. Um, you know, even on those low low times it's you know something comes along. I mean, I mean I've been very fortunate and I, I, mean, I, I should never complain. I really should. No, nah, I mean yeah, but I get it. I mean your problems are your problems, but 23 years in 23 years in Los Angeles is 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 a run. Is it not, and the run's yeah. not over, but that's to dig to to dig in your heels that long. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy it thing. I, I can't even. I, it blows my mind that I've been here this long. I mean, I've lived here longer than I ever lived anywhere else. Right. You know, it is now. 
you know, I grew up in Iowa. That was 19 years. Right. And yep, I'm at yep. 23. So. Yeah. And I, and it still blows my mind that my kids are LA kids. Right. You get I else. never you thought I would be raising children that would grow up in Los Angeles. It does still doesn't make sense to me. Kind of had a, what, did you have a vision of going back home or the way? I mean, <laughs> I well, well before it happened, because I mean, when it happens, it happens. You're out here. You got to go. I, I guess I just always nuts. pictured my my growing up as I, idyllic in yeah. you know a college town, being able you know speed limits are twenty five everywhere. I'm yeah. riding my bike all over town. I can get anywhere on no my helmet. bike or yeah. my feet. And yes, no helmet, no helmet. It's, <laughs> it's a stranger thing. And I proved I proved many times that was a <laughs> poor choice. <laughs> made, a, made a poor decision. Yeah, made a bad choice. Uh, did you at any point have the uh, back up another thought, you, you know, people are telling you don't be an actor. Did you want to, you know, be a lawyer, shoot hoops? What did you want to do? You know, <laughs> did you ever have that? No, I really had no clue what I wanted to do. That's crazy. I, I, I graduated high school and I, I wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. And then like, I think in August after graduation, my dad was like, Sat me down, went. You have a choice: get a job or go to school. And school, I kind of went. I guess I'll go to school. So <laughs> went down and enrolled in a in a community college <laughs> set of courses, you yeah. know. And I guess uh, I'll learn. And then you know, I think I went for maybe a month. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, I saw in the local paper a uh, an ad for a uh, uh, to uh, apply for a nanny position out in New England. You know, it was a nanny placement agency. So I applied. So, so wrong. It sounds wrong. It sounds like weird in the back of a newspaper. Here. You know, it, uh, it, well, it was a college town. So like, that made, you know, I yeah. think they were, it was the college newspaper going, hey, if hey, college ain't working out for you. Try to be a nanny in New England. <laughs> and so I, I did, which, you know, I was a guy, so I, not yeah. a lot of not male long. applicants. Yeah. So most of them, you know, would get hired in a matter of weeks and it took a few months. Yeah. And then I, in January, had one interview and then got the job and flew out there in February. That's great. But I was, uh, it was, I wasn't taking care of little kids. I was taking care of a, a family that had, uh, their eldest son had been in a car accident in the previous couple of years um, and had a head injury. So he was, oh, wow. he needed extra help. This isn't and a fun sitcom at all. No, but you know what? He he uh, he was amazing. Um, so he was back at like a, a school relearning a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like he turned 21 while I was there. Um, and so he would be at this kind of school and then come home on the weekends and I'd take care of him. And uh, uh, But he was super funny. He, uh, he was really good at playing um, Wheel of Fortune on the computer. Oh, yeah. Like, so this yeah. is like 1990. Uh-huh. And... I had the, the Wheel of Fortune game. Yeah. He was really good, and he would kick my ass all the time, and he would laugh his ass off at me when he would beat me because I would get really... I'm yeah. super competitive, and I would get really pissed <laughs> that, you know, he didn't have... You know, he, he struggled, yeah. you know, with memory. He, he Motor skills, he, maybe. Motor yeah. skills, you know, he was wheelchair-bound. Yeah. But he could kick my fucking ass every time in this game, and he just loved it. <laughs> and he was he had to he had to use a, a touch talker. Right. This is one of my favorite stories of yes. Ted. He would, you know, 
type in and then a computer voice would say what he wanted to say. And I was a nanny. This agency would always hook you up with other nannies. So all my friends were nannies. I had about 10 that is friends were girls. One other guy, nanny, who's still my be- one of my best friends today. Right. And uh, I was talking on the phone with one of the girl nannies. And Ted go, you know, he's typing away on his touch talker. And then, and then I hear, are you talking to a girl? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Ted, I am. It's like, <laughs> you know. And, and he goes, <laughs> and he starts typing again. And I'm continuing the conversation. And then I hear... Does she have big tits? <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, put my hand over the phone. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? They're, uh, yeah, they're nice. They're nice. They're a nice pair. Very beautiful. And then he goes, and he starts laughing and then typing in something else. I'm continuing my coach. And then I hear, do you think she would let me rub my face in them? <laughs> and then I was like, well, let me ask. And the one of the one words that he could actually say, he would just was like, no. no. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, he, he's fantastic. So uh, it is a sitcom. Now we've got a good now sitcom. Now we got a good now sitcom. Now we got a sitcom. They, well, no, they have it. They do. All right. They is do it, have is it, it. Mini Driver in that? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes, I yeah, saw yeah. that show and I was like, oh my God. That's the show you should have. Oh, that's the sketch. It's we literally. Heard. The show, the show. Damn it! So from from a nanny beginning, you 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 take over take over the world here in Hollywood. Uh, in Hollywood, yeah. uh, I want to go back to sketch comedy a little okay. bit. I wouldn't. I'd love to dig more into this. What do you think? Back in the day, what what was what makes a good sketch to you? You're a, you were a great sketch writer. You were. I remember. You're you're somewhat meticulous. I remember. We would we would take time. I remember that 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 paperboy sketch. We we yeah. would dig in. Some people, you know, you go over to Brian Keith's house and. He'd be nearly passed out on the couch, and you'd have a sketch in twenty minutes, and he would you dictate his you know his daydreams. Um, Back when he was depressed over being broken, broken up, with, up girl, with a girlfriend, that, that was my first meeting yeah. with him. He's like, I just broke up with a girlfriend. He's like coming in for like a super like we just like your name's Brian. Brian, is it? Oh, you know, that he's like getting like a deep like hug, like a bro hug, and I'm like. Uh, Brian, right? Brian. Brian, okay. Yeah, we got to <laughs> write a comedy sketch. Yeah. yeah, I think that's how he and I wrote that Dido sketch was him just like we just moping on his couch and just, <laughs> what if we just play Dido over and over while you sleep? And I was like, okay, that works. That <laughs> oh works. my God, that was right. That's, oh my God, that that's right. That one's on my YouTube page, I think. But uh, what, 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 what would you look at? To, uh, how would you approach sketch writing back in the day and now? Mm. My style might change a little bit, but. It was just always kind of like the just having that sparkle of an idea, like um, like a weird idea, obtuse idea, character. Sometimes character, yeah, you know. I mean, really it's depending on the base side. The, yeah. Like the, the first thing that I ever, you know, not that I wrote, you know, in my second advanced class, mm-hmm. I just remember um, just having the idea of a best friend coming back from the future um, to. St- stop his buddy from going out with a girl that's ruining their relationship. Right. And so that was, it was just that concept. It was best friend from the future, you know, good time. Who who had, he he didn't even know, or we just, you know, like Mm -hmm. I had, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think the only explanation of how he did it is like, do you remember the movie big and Zoltar and the wish (laughs) kind of like that? That's how it happened. You know, 
So you you'd find a character because character yeah, yeah. yeah it was either based on around a character or just like a situation because you're I mean you're you're you are a great actor and a great performer and, 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 a, and a great character actor and you always had just uh, wonderful energy and that's that's what I recall I, I recall being so out of my element in that scene with you and Kristen you're you're this bickering married couple. Oh wow! And I'm and just sitting on this couch, going, "This is I am not keeping up with these two." Well, if I, I remember, I was like, the, I think when we first started writing that, I think we got together, just scheduled a time. I don't think yeah. we. I, I just remember going, "We have to have character." It was like really because I think that was the second show. I think yes, that it one was, came in the second show, it was and it was like show. after we get the notes, you guys got to come up with char- more character stuff, play yeah. characters, not always the straight person and which is something I sometimes you know would do mm-hmm. and I think that was kind of the focus I remember going well we need to write yeah, you well, a bigger character because you my my write. note was I wrote to internal I wrote to right. uh, the self-loathing man trying to find his way in the world right and Karen was one of the first right. to tell me I think you might be depressed <laughs> she pulled me halfway through the ground yeah. so that that you know with six weeks class at six weeks show six weeks show yeah after that one let's do the notes she's like I want you to write characters that win or aren't you yeah working through your depression i was like what are you talking about i'm not depressed she's like you got something going on <laughs> so yes and then you and i sit down we got to come up with something she got a good nose she got a good nose for yeah. it yeah and so i'm trying yeah. to play a 12. yeah i remember that was just yeah, yeah. like i think we just kind of riffed through some ideas and it was just like the ridic- the, the yeah. idea of a a marriage falling apart and the paper boy saves their marriage. You know, <laughs> he and he's the, just this sage, yeah. wise young man. A, a Dr. Phil of the making. Yes, it was, I think that was kind of the little idea was yeah. that he was a young Dr. Phil. And I had to I had to try to play this 12 or 13-year-old kid yeah. uh, as, as best I could. You know, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm all right, but you, I just remember, yeah, you, you're... It's, you, it's with Kristen Wiig. I mean, you, with, you can't, you know... Yeah. It's, it's like... Hey, I'm I'm Mercury and Venus over here <laughs> next to the sun. Yeah. You know, the sun gets a lot of attention. You can't you can barely see anything else. It was the way it was same and that was same with Mikey. I mean we we you know, you had, you had Tim Blady, the you know, the, <sighs> the king of puppeteering at the, you know, he's doing who's just did some puppeteering work in that uh, Melissa McCarthy movie, that yeah. Happy Town Murders. Uh, and, of course, it's the voice of Johnny Five in Short Circuit and, and the Pug in, in Men in Black. He's yeah. doing that. You have the dry comedy of Peter Sprite, uh, the, the <laughs> you know, manic everyman in Hayes Hargrove, and then you just yeah. have Mikey Day going oh. to the moon and back with some of his characters. God. It's hard to keep up. I was in at the first level with Mikey oh, when wow. he was a freshman at UCLA. Yeah. He was, he was always the youngest. He was taking Groundlings level. No, we were in lab. I'm sorry, not oh, level one. It was lab. So that's writing level lab. three, level three at the time. Yeah. So he's doing writing, he's doing writing lab and taking a full slate of classes at UCLA. And he wrote a play mm-hmm. and directed it <laughs> and starred in it while he was doing lab. It was he's in he's was absolutely like another level yep. like productivity that I could, I remember going, I don't know how, why, why you can do, how, how are you doing this? Who are you? What? He was something planet? else. Yeah. He's from another planet. It was something else. And I was, the, I remember my first day of class cause we weren't, you know, we did, we, we were supposed to bring in sketches maybe. It was like, we yeah. did the intro. Then I just, I had that sketch about two guys falling in the ice. One, one 
having a life changing experience and leaves the other one for dead who helped him pull out. And I just, I just turned to this guy sitting next to me in the back row. I'm like, you want to write, you want to read this with me? And no idea who this kid is. He's younger yeah. than me. And I was, one, I was the youngest in the class next to him. And, and then just the way he just, just the way yeah. he worked was crazy. Yeah. Still is crazy. Yeah. I had a conversation with Bobby Moynihan about, about him. Yeah. Off air, Bobby stuff by colliders. Hey, you said, you know, Mikey and I, you guys are close. And I, we, I, I said something about, a Mikey Day sketch. He's like, oh, that's exactly, you know, that's, yeah. he just gets a crazy idea and it just, it just works out. Um, yeah, it was a crazy time. Fun time. Yeah. You and I slinging the sketch jokes. God. I, it was a long time ago now. I know. It's still, <laughs> it seems like just yesterday. It seems like just yesterday. Yeah. Um, where as we start to close here, man, uh, I always like to know, man, where, 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 where do you go from here? What's, how, how do you wake up in the morning and still, Apply this trade and not want to go to uh, Scottsdale or Iowa to sell cars. Oh, uh, um, I don't know. It's it's like golf, you know. You hit that one shot, <laughs> one shot that one beautiful shot that keeps you out on the course. That's you know, uh, un, you know, I the one shot to bring you back. Yeah, I mean, if, if I was, if I get the auditions. Yeah. I feel like I, I have nothing. I, I don't worry that much about it. You know, I, mm-hmm. I know that I'll, I'll get, I'll get enough. You know, I've always kind of gotten enough to yeah, keep, keep it going. It going. Um, this year's been okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, by if you were in Texas, beer. yeah, parts of Texas right now, you'd be like, oh, I'm sick of that guy. <laughs> you know, some good regional spots coming. Yeah, <laughs> I did a thing in Texas where I'm the the sun. Speaking of the sun. <laughs> I'm literally the sun with uh, with a guy who plays the moon. Sure. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Mike Nelson. I don't know if you know that guy. Mike Nelson from he, he, he does a ton of, okay. of commercials as well. And we got we got to do okay. the, this gig. It's not the, it's not the Mike Wilson Mike Nelson from MST when he took over for. I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. He's don't got know. a. He usually has a stash or a beard. Oh no, no, no. different different guy, different guy. Popular name. Popular name. Yeah. Um, but good but at yeah. his craft. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, yeah. I, I don't have any, I don't have a fallback. <laughs> this is, yeah, I was going to say, you know, you were, there's, there's really, I don't have any other skills. Quarter really. century in, you're, yeah. you're in, you're yeah. all, you're all bets are in here. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a, uh, I, I, it would be really tough to like shift careers at this point. Yeah. Um, my kids are still in Yeah. School, that's the thing now. And I don't, you know, I can't. I would hate to like move, especially in the middle of high school. My daughter I can't do that. No, I got three more years there. My son has seven, yeah. so I feel like I kind of want to see how this stick it out for seven more years, out. which would put me towards <laughs> retirement age for SAG. That's, like okay. I could claim retirement. So really? I don't know. It's like I just hope it all. All works out. All works out. That's all I can. You're in it. I, I I got fingers crossed. Not knocking on wood. Well, you know whatever it takes. You, I'm gonna go kill a rabbit and keep its foot. Keep its foot. That'll yeah. work. Yeah. Or you know have more children. Apparently, or just that's get, the biggest lucky charm. In the I world. know, but unfortunately, <laughs> I not, not I so had much. the surgery to make it almost all impossible. Yeah, all impossible. A Christmas miracle oh. at this point. But you know what? You, uh, a quarter century on here, uh, which is a weird number to say, but that's true. You have done 
a lot and will continue to do. And it was always a pleasure working with you. It's a, a pleasure to have you back here. Yeah. And we'll do it more like real friends off off air. Every once in a while, I'm driving, cutting across the valley, and I cross your street. We yeah. won't say it, but I cross. I, 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 oh, there's the spot. I used to turn left to go to Hotrix <laughs> to work on some scripts or something like that. There you go. So we'll have to do that. Uh, tell the folks where they can find you or follow you if you've got a good social media thing going. Um, I know you're on Well... There. Instagram is just Andrew Hawtrey. Yeah. Um, also on Twitter, but I don't... Uh, you don't twit much. I don't twit much. Yeah. Uh, only when I feel really inspired to have something entertaining to share. It's probably better. Uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, I, I don't... If you want a selective Twitter <laughs> person, that's me. That's you. And it's usually something random and odd and, and uh, dumb. Really, yeah. it's, it's it's mostly dumb. I, re- I remember your name popped up somewhere, you know, because yeah. Uh, yeah, you're not, and also like you responded to something of mine. I'm like, hot damn, it's Hotry. <laughs> Hotry's emerged from the shadows. So uh, follow him as uh, at Andrew Hotry on on Twitter as well. Yes, and H H A W T R. E-Y. I remember it from writing it down on sketch names. Uh, Andrew, uh, sketch uh, uh, scripts, I should say. Uh, Andrew, uh, thank you very much for coming in and sharing your story. Oh, I hope you, you had a good time. Thanks here. for having me. Uh, absolutely. Yeah? You Anytime. Would, would you do it again? Would you go to, a, say, a Sizzler at any point in your life? Uh, uh, and uh, would, you, would you... F to the S? <laughs> That's the response. Is, is that how the kids say it? <laughs> F to the yes. They're on Sizzler. Guys, we are about to sign out here. You know the deal. If you are a fan of the Knapsack Files, you know you can follow me at Ken Knapsack. We have a Facebook page, uh, both for Ken Knapsack and the Knapsack Files. Instagram, the same. I'm on Twitch, on YouTube with the motivation videos, and, of course, Patreon, patreon.com slash Files. If you want to consider supporting, like these people who are at my producer and executive producer tiers, we have Jason Humphreys, Pag, Spencer Hunt, Alex Marriott, Kai Thatch, Kyle Gerbrandt, Zach Anderson, Donna Long, The Amazing Web, Erin Parisian, a great author. Check out her stuff. Follow her at Erin underscore the underscore author. And Jonas Berggren, a new addition. And then we also have... Uh, DJ Snacks at Temporal Radio, Sir Thomas Atal, uh, Lethal Logan X, Matthew Simon Bedore. She's my Fortnite coach. You might need her help, Andrew. Uh, Jacob at Star Wars Legends, Kyle uh, Harlow, Matthew, who is Nos Lack, and Matthew Thompson at TMP Media Productions. Uh, check out all of them. Those are my uh, producer and executive producers from Patreon that literally do make this happen because we get into meetings and talk about the future of the Knapsack Files. So that is it. We'll see you next time here on the Knapsack Files. <laughs>